0: Does Claremont Village Really Have a Parking Problem? by Andrew Alonzo. On the weekdays, there seems to be few issues with parking all across the Claremont Village. But come Friday afternoon and into the busy weekend of commerce for downtown, and it seems almost impossible to find a place to park in a timely fashion, especially on the eastern side of the village. Back lots become backlogged and crowded, filled with vehicles belonging to business owners, employees, and consumers, as do the roadways and spots in front of businesses. Unless they're early risers, consumers and village workers alike often find themselves circling the congested blocks again and again, looking for a spot to become available in the afternoon. Jeff Hatfield, the manager of Rocky's Dry Cleaners, and a village employee since 1989 said, quote, Yeah,
1: parking's always been
0: an issue. While a number of factors are in play when it comes to village congestion, over the course of a week, the courier spoke with business owners to ask whether the village had a parking problem. And here's what we found. For starters, weekends are the main days of concern and congestion. At a few retailers and service based businesses, weekend foot traffic has decreased because of parking limitations. The congestion has gotten so bad that Rockies recently came to the point where Hatfield added curbside accommodations for one-stop shop customers.
1: If someone drives around and they're like, you know, I drove around four times I couldn't get a parking spot. I tell them to call me. And then I can I will run out to their car and either give them their clothes you know like here and you just pay me later or or I'll take your clothes and I know okay I you know I know what you need
0: and uh, so that's sort of the thing that I kind of offer. Some customers also call Hatfield later to reschedule their pickups. Others have stopped going to Rockies for good in favor of more plentiful parking elsewhere to combat the routinely horrendous traffic, Hatfield began telling customers to pick up their clothes on Mondays, since village parking is more abundant then. For guaranteed parking, he says, Fridays and Saturdays are the worst. Uh, Mondays are the best. Armand Ariane, owner of Xerxes for 28 years, shared his two cents, saying he notices two types of traffic in the village. There are... Typical diners who do not mind spending extra time looking for a spot, since they usually stay a bit longer during a visit. Then there are the short stoppers, those who quickly stop by the village to take care of simple shopping and tasks. Ardiane thinks short stoppers are getting the short end of the parking stick.
2: So you don't want to park and walk three blocks because you just want to pick up, uh, you know, your shoes from the cobbler, right? You want to be able to walk, you know, not more than a block, pick up your shoes from the cobbler and then leave. That's different than when you're walking for a, a restaurant, you know.
0: A few blocks down Yale Avenue, Amelie Boutique owner Brian Ofstedall echoed Hatfield and Ariane. Although he's been in the village for the last seven and a half years, Ofstedal said village parking limitations have been a cause for concern, even before his business is opening. The issue now is that uh, the age-old
1: problem of no parking and congestion, not only has it continued,
0: but now it's gotten worse. Parklet impact. Today, Offsadal thinks retailers are facing a new type of parking problem, parklets. On April 26, 2022, the city council approved for the fourth time the extension of the Claremont Alfresco Outdoor Dining Program until February 2023. The program was originally authorized in 2020 in response to indoor dining being shuttered. Here's what Offset All said.
1: When the pandemic hit, we understood that restaurants were being hit the worst. No indoor dining, so they were severely restricted. Um, The business owners were all for doing the emergency parklets. It made sense, Mm -hmm. and it kept them afloat perfect. The problem now
0: is the goalpost has kind of kept being moved. Currently, four restaurants in the Claremont Village have parklets, Viva Madrid, Pizza and Such, Arufo's, and House of Pong. The parklets have garnered support from residents and restaurant owners alike but have retailers concerned they impact parking, especially at peak times?
1: Part of the problem for me is that I'm two doors from Rufo's. I'm also a couple doors down from, um, well, you know, half a block down from um, Pizza and such. And so right here, there's been a, a lot of parking taken away. And At the city council, they also said that if we make it permanent, that means by law, they have to open it up to every other restaurant. And they can't say no, because then it's, you know, they can't say yes to Arufo's and no to heroes or SBO's. And so we could have parklets all up and down the entire boulevard if this gets approved. And if that's the case, every retail will be gone
0: not wanting to be made a villain for his opinion, Afsadal made clear that It's about fair business. for all types of businesses.
1: I just want to go back to what was in place prior to COVID because that's what I signed up for. You know, you can't change the game. And I want the city council to realize that, you know, you're, you are changing the game by limiting accessibility and convenience. Because retail will fail if those things are not in place.
0: Maggie Tam, a House of Pong server who spoke during the April 26th city council meeting, defended the parklets and shared that the 16 parking spaces they take up amount to around 1% of all village parking. According to Tam, who spoke with the city manager's office, there are 1,000 445 parking spots throughout the village. Valerie Arufo, co-founder of Arufo's on Yale, said her customers, of which there can be up to 1,800 on a busy weekend, don't often complain about parking. But to help make space for her diners, Arufo's has their employees sign a contract, which states they must park elsewhere other than their back lot. After 5 p.m., employees can park a bit closer. According to a Rufo, the restaurant owner added that the village has neither a walking problem nor a parking problem. Here's what Valerie had to say. Um, I think now we're a walking town and that's what people like to go. We're actually a destination, Claremont. So I see Claremont more and my customers see it that way because they come in and they're coming to Claremont and they're going to park, they're going to eat, they're going to walk, they're going to shop. And that's kind of our customer. So um, I think the parking problem is an excuse that a lot of people have. Yes, do you have, to park? do you have to park and actually walk? But is that a problem? I don't see it as a problem, and I don't think my customers do, or else we wouldn't thrive and be here 37 years. Yeah. Grassroot Solutions When being interviewed, it wasn't just all complaints about village parking and congestion. Each business owner also offered... Their own unique solution that would alleviate some of the village's parking problems. Ariane would like the city to go back to all day parking on 4th Street. That way, his employees and those of other businesses can park there without fear of getting ticketed. He also said going back to the original ordinance would likely cause customers to park in the designated, yet underutilized Bank of America and Chase lots. Hatfield would like the city to come to an agreement that opens up the private parking structure, mainly used by Claremont Lincoln University, to the public, similar to the way it was in the 90s. Arufo would like the city to implement an off site parking and shuttle system for village employees. Ofsteddall wants the city to reconsider parklets and instead shift to sidewalk dining, like Tutamangia. He also wants the city to decide whether they want to be a unique restaurant and hair salon town or a cultural landmark with diverse shops.
1: The city to open their minds, realize that this is a cultural town, and having businesses that are unique to Claremont that you can't find anywhere else, which is extremely true, um, is what makes Claremont Claremont.
0: Ariane echoed similar words.
2: Uh, what makes us I believe, a village is that we are not just a food court. Mm-hmm. We are a village that has a coupler, a tailor, cleaners, coffee shops, um, services doctors, pharmacy, a cheesecake yeah. Cheese. <laughs> We have, <laughs> have we deep have deep. we are not just a, a, a food court. And the problem, you know, I used to have shops and businesses in the, in the malls. The problem with that is, um, you know, once you take those services out of a, um, out of a village, you take the life out of it. It's wonderful to have restaurants. I love all our restaurants. I eat out at least three times a a week, but I'm sure that there can be something worked out where we don't lose parking spaces for outside dining. Mm
0: When the city council extended the alfresco program, they also directed staff to, quote, conduct a feasibility study on outdoor dining and report the findings of the study back to the city prior to the expiration of the temporary dining program, end quote. Asked about potential parking structures to help alleviate traffic, on Wednesday, Public Information Officer Bevan Handel told The Courier that currently, quote, the city does not have plans or funding to build a parking structure in the village. She said that while long-term parking spaces are available on some village streets, she also highlighted that city staff has entered into agreements with the owners of the Frontier Lot, located on Bonita Avenue, as well as Bank of America, located on Yale Avenue. She said, quote, The south side of the Frontier Lot is leased by the city for all-day merchant parking and the Bank of America parking lot is leased for public parking during non-bank operating hours. The city is working with village merchants to encourage employees to park in long-term spaces to free up short-term parking near businesses. City staff is also exploring alternative transportation programs and incentives as directed by the city council. For the Claremont Courier, I'm Andrew Alonso.
1: First Take's theme music was written by Mick Rhodes and Wyman Reese and performed by Mick Rhodes and the Hard Eight.